Hello, and welcome to Foul Puck, a podcast about sports ball for the rest of us. Unlike other sports ball co- podcasts, we talk about sports without assuming you out there listening to us know everything there is to know about normal hills. Today, we're <laughs> continuing our series in the Winter Olympics with uh, Rachel talking to us about her V-style and <laughs> ski jumping. Well, that got rather personal very quickly. Um, okay, yes, I am talking about another one of these ski events. Uh, ski jumping it's fairly straightforward so you're jumping primarily for distance um so this is the one you see skiers without poles primarily yes there's other (laughs) there are other factors that come into play okay yes Uh, you've blown my mind a little bit of controversy there yeah um we'll get into it just a minute so these are the skiers you see with no poles they go down uh start to go down a ramp uh, kind of flattens off a little bit. They jump real high in the air. They t- tilt their bodies straight down over mm-hmm. their skis at an angle that seems improbable. Improbable. Yes. And then they hopefully land. Mm-hmm. Uh, not always. They never always go to plan, but that's the plan. All right. So uh, each hill uh, in ski jumping has a height classification. Uh, small, medium, normal... Large and ski flying, um, which is, I think, the uh, the new uh, clothing size we should uh, in- institute. <laughs> I'll take that in a ski flying. I like that. Yes, I'll take that in a ski flying, yeah. Um, I like that. So, and each hill also has what's called, so you've got the height of the hill, and it's uh, the hill also has a K point, also called a construction point or a critical point. And that's your landing target. Neither of which begin with K, nope. actually. Nope. Okay. Probably should have looked right. that up, but I uh, did not do that. Uh, so just imagine you spell construction other languages. Wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Probably German. kilometers. Yeah. So that's, uh, it's not, hope you're not going over a kilometer in the air. If you are, that's a problem. Um, <laughs> is it? Or is it just really fun? Well, then landing is going to become, I think, more of an issue. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, so you get a certain point value for landing on the K point. Um, I think it's 60 points for... So, I should back up just a second. So, the small, medium, normal, large, and ski flying are all competed, I think, on an international level at other events. But for the Olympics... There's only normal hills and large hills. No ski flying. No ski flying. Um, that's kind of the, uh, the what am I thinking Is that of? like the X Games yeah, version? Yeah, it really kind of is. <laughs> um, so 60 points for a normal hill, 120 for large. And then you get a certain number of, number of additional points for every meter past that K point. Uh, two for small, one point, or two for normal maybe, 1.8 for large. Um, okay, and the distance, the total distance that they're looking at is between takeoff and where at least one foot comes in full contact with the ground. So it doesn't have to be mm. both feet, but one foot in contact with the ground. So, yes. when is they it, say is it foot, the... say what? Yeah. When they say foot, do they mean ski or do they mean actual, like, where your foot is on the ski? Uh, it said specifically I think foot. So I would imagine, okay. like, 
if you, I mean, you want to land with your, your skis fairly parallel to the ground, you're going to have problems. Sure. But I think it's not like the, the back tips of the skis, because, you know, you're still going downhill. Count. Right. So I think yeah. it's not where the back tips of the skis hit. I think it's where the actual foot, like your, your actual weight hits. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, I agree. From what I've from what I've seen of it, it's where the actual boot hits the ground. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're not measuring. You're not like given bonus points from the mm-hmm. front of your skis or anything like that. Okay. Yes. And I think it's from when where your first foot hits the ground. Yes. Yeah. That's because what she generally, said. actually, the the appropriate oh, okay. landing technique is to have one foot hit slightly before the other. And if that you... makes sense in terms of like breaking impact a little. Yeah. Um, and so let's see. Okay. So there are five judges. So the, the distance measurement, which is the bulk of your score is, uh, kind of an, an objectively verifiable set measurement, right? You hit where yeah. you hit. Yeah. Um, but there are f- also five judges who can each award up to 20 style points based on the steadiness of your skis in the air, your balance, uh, your body position and your landing. And up until 2009, it was just those two measurements that combined your style points and your distance points mm. for your to make your score. But starting in 2009, they started to take into account um, both wind strength and gait position. So wind strength obviously takes the environmental mm. conditions into account. Sure. Um, That's reasonable. And it's a, a pretty complex equation from what I understand that, you know, calculates mm. the points. So I'm not entirely sure. That's okay. We're, we're invested uh, in sports here, not yeah. physics. Right. um and then gate position that's how far up the hill you start and i'm not sure Mm -hmm. if that's a a choice based thing like you can decide to start wherever you want but if you start higher you get more you get fewer points because you have more velocity coming into the jump it gives you more Um, so i did not did not find that out whether that's a choice or whether it's like oh you know the conditions are such that we need to shorten the the in run which is the the part where you're gathering your speed Mm -hmm. because the you know the wind is blowing real hard and it would be Mm -hmm. dangerous to to go on this really long run but nowadays those things are taken into consideration to kind of because you know weather conditions wind conditions can change so quickly at high altitudes. Especially up on the mountains. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's a, a method of kind of evening things out for all skiers, even if they go one after the other, you know, the first one might not be jumping mm-hmm. in the same conditions as the mm-hmm. last one. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of tailwind can push you yeah. quite a bit mm-hmm. further than... Especially when you have big wings on your feet. Yes. <laughs> so, believe it or not, or well, you probably will believe it, we've been doing this for a while, there are, in fact... Techniques for ski jumping that have changed over the years. Um, so... I just mostly remember that it's really fun to watch them because they hang for a long time in the air and they wear these really tight suits and a lot of them have really good butts. So you know, yeah. I mean, between the crouching and the you yeah, know... and then the like lifting your toes up a lot, yeah. like it flexes your glutes, man. Very shapely butts and legs. See, I think they've, I think they've changed the uniforms enough that. They're not as skin tight as they used to be, so you don't get that good of a view anymore. You do on like downhill skiers, but I don't think you get the same view on the ski jumpers. Well, that I guess I haven't. We'll have to, to see. Yeah, we'll, we'll have, have to, watch. to check in on this because like the hang time affects the view. Like downhill skiers, oh. like you can't, you're not getting a good a good perspective mm-hmm. on this. But like when they're just hanging there in the air, man. Like okay, well I think all three of us can commit to doing. Uh, very detailed <laughs> research on this. Uh, yes, and we will report absolutely. back to you on 
<laughs> the thickness of the uniforms and uh yes we will do a qualitative viewing <laughs> okay so since the mid 80s everybody has used what's called the v style um which pretty obvious to see when the skiers jump it used to be so the favorite so we have the v style in the k spot i love this sport this yep. is great <laughs> yep it's uh it's so close like one of those it's so close to being dirty you know that makes it funnier <laughs> um so uh but from the 50s to the 80s the technique was just to it was the parallel style which is pretty you know mm. you just point your skis parallel mm-hmm Mm-hmm. jump but apparently mm-hmm. you can get about 10 percent more distance if Dang. you point your ski tips slightly away from each other creating what looks like a v uh with okay. your skis geese mm-hmm. everywhere nod knowingly yes <laughs> um so that's what you'll see uh so interestingly so the v style came about in the mid 80s is when you started to see it in national international competitions but it took about 10 years to catch on because at the very beginning, even though skiers were jumping longer distances with this, they were getting knocked for style points by the judges oh. who were like, oh, this looks bad. This isn't part of our sport. You can't do this. Oh, but I guess eventually, because it gave you such a distance advantage, it caught on Everybody anyway. Everybody started doing it. Like, Screw the judges. I'm just going to keep doing mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're making up enough points by doing it yes. that it didn't matter. Now a few a few skiers. I don't know if they're going to be any at the Olympics. Will use what's called an H style, where skis are pointed forward. But this this looks even funnier. Instead of keeping your legs directly under you, you keep your skis pointed forward, but you separate your legs. Oh, I've seen this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you will occasionally I don't see understand. that. So you're the. F- it's like like almost doing a jumping jack, yeah. but like with your arms in. So like your legs separate. All right. You're separating your legs. Okay. So I guess that that increases aerodynamics in some mm-hmm. ways. Like, mm-hmm. It looks real funny. Okay. But, uh, you know, okay. whatever works for you, right? I mean, I'm certainly not going to commentate because <laughs> I can't do it. How do you know? Have you ever tried? No. <laughs> well, then you could be the best ski jumper around and you just don't know it yet. It's true. Sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> Okay, so no matter what style you use in the air, you need to use the telemark landing style, which is, um, like we said, one foot slightly in front of the other with your knees slightly bent. Um, Otherwise, style points will be deducted. So I'm not entirely sure if that's a a safety thing, like that's the safest way to land, Mm -hmm. but it's Mm -hmm. it's the accepted way to land and you're going to get dinged on points if you don't. So even though distance is uh, a big factor in your score, the... uh, Length records, so world records for longest ski jumps are found in the discipline of ski flying, which is not, or not yet at least, competed Mm. at the Olympics. Um, The record there is uh, 253.5 meters set in 2017 by an Austrian skier named Stefan Kraft. So that is a quarter of a kilometer. Just about, yep. No, I mean, yeah. That's just over, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that said that they somebody had jumped two fifty five but they fell on the landing. Oh like, no. All right at the oh, end. So it didn't count. <laughs> Biffed it. All right. So so far, oh I mean for for the Americans here, that's more than two football fields. Yeah. Yep. That's that's a long that's a long goddamn yep. way. Yes. Uh, so far, only seven jumpers have recorded perfect scores in international competition. That's all five judges awarding all twenty style points. Mm-hmm. Um, but a Japanese guy did it four times, 1998 through 1999, Dang. right? Hot damn. Yeah. Damn. 
Um, so here's here's something a little nutty. Um, this was competed a long time international competition with men before women were allowed to. When do you think uh, the women's ski jumping was uh, first allowed at the Olympics, first competed at the Olympics? Mm-hmm. When did the men start? 1996. Uh, you know, I didn't That's write down I when think. the men started, but it was. I think it was oh, in okay. the 50s, if not a little before. Okay. Take your best guess. So Nancy's was nineteen ninety six. Nancy said ninety six. Mm-hmm. I'm saying eighty eight. Twenty fourteen. Oh damn. Twenty fourteen. Shit. Yep. yep. A group of I think Canadian ski jumpers tried to sue to get it in the twenty ten Olympics, but were not successful. Yep. So well, women didn't weren't even allowed to compete in international competitions until the two thousand four two thousand five season. Jeez. Are we just like too delicate to jump off a cliff? I guess is that so. What it is? I've been called Ugh. many things. Like you can rock it down the downhill, but you them. can't get any air. It's, I don't know. It's weird. Um, so the first Olympic gold winner was Karina Vogt of Germany in 2014 in Sochi. Interestingly, the winningest ski jumper in the history of the sport is a Japanese woman named Sarah Takanashi. Uh, she has the most individual World Cup wins with 61. And I believe that's a, 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 yeah, of course that's a world record. Yeah, uh, Four overall <laughs> World Cup titles, seven world championship medals, and an Olympic bronze in 2018. And she came in fourth in Sochi. And I didn't, I didn't have time to research a little bit more. I'm not sure if she's jumping this year. Um, mm. But man, that's a I heartbreaker. Mean that, that to me, yeah, that, that sounds like the reason women weren't allowed to participate in the sport. Because we show up and we dominate. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Here's looking at you, soccer and ice hockey. Mm. Oh shit! I did. I US. did look up. That uh, was competed the very first Winter Olympics in 1924. Uh, I know this because only one American has ever won a ski jumping medal. <laughs> Anders Hagen won a bronze and it was in 19- at the very first Winter Olympics in 1924, and nothing since then. Wow. Haugen, wow. yeah. Anders Haugen, love it. He must have been from Minnesota. Yep, and so uh, and the the uh, U.S. has sent a you know small delegation of ski jumpers every year. We're just uh, not uh, shit at it. Yeah, not going far enough. Wow. I wonder if we just don't have like the facilities in the U.S. Like, are there just you know is there like nowhere good to that train? Be, and it could be that it's just not popular here. You know, so people mm-hmm. don't grow up doing it. They go for mm-hmm. um, and I'm sure you know so cross country and. Stuff. and is the same way mm-hmm. everybody goes to either alpine or freestyle you know mm-hmm. um so there are five total ski jumping events men's individual normal hill men's individual large hill men's team large hill women's individual normal hill we don't get the large hill and uh Ooh. new for 22 mixed team normal hill so how do you do a team hill um just combine the scores yeah i would imagine so presumably okay. you don't tandem jump at the same time though that would be amazing. <laughs> it would be it's like skydiving yes <laughs> we um, just hold hands yes though we haven't gotten to the flips and stuff that's in the, the one of the freestyle events so we'll get there this right. is just distance. those are super yeah. cool but yeah so that's ski jumping um one of the things that i remember learning at at a recent olympics was i don't know how much you watch ski jumping but i would always get annoyed that they're this says more about me than anything else. <laughs> that there wasn't just like fresh snow, just like 
pure white beautiful Mm -hmm. snow Mm -hmm. down the slope i'm like why is there this like debris all around (laughs) well it turns out it's actually for the safety of the jumpers like so they can see little things on the ground and be able to judge the distance between them and the ground which makes makes a lot of sense but yeah i'm still like I want beautiful, just white snow. <laughs> Who cares if they crash? Make it pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Well, did you have anything else, Rachel? Uh, I think that's about it. Awesome. Well, thank you for taking us down this, uh, this Normal-sized hill. <laughs> yes, this very, very normal-sized episode. I was trying to make it a small hill, but, you know, I probably talked a little yeah, bit longer. Yeah, we're, we're than... not good at that. <laughs> no. Nope. We're not good at that. We no. like our ski flying hills. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining us once again for another Winter Olympics mini-sode. Um, we are always uh, looking forward to interacting with folks. So please hit us up on Instagram at FoulPuckPodcast, on Twitter at FoulPuckPod, and our website is FoulPuckPodcast.net. And many thanks to Joe for doing our editing on these mini-sodes and all of our episodes and to Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com for our music. And please do rate and review if you are enjoying these little mini-sodes or if you are enjoying our regular full-length sodes. Uh, Give us a rating on the podcast listening app of your choice and tell your friends, tell your social media, tell people you don't like if you didn't enjoy the episode. Make them go listen to it. Uh, We'll be back with more Winter Olympics mini-sodes that you can check out throughout the Olympics. And then we'll be back with our regular stuff, too. So all the more to look forward to. (laughs) 